Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hi everyone, I hope you are well, and if not, at least you are here. So some big news, you may have seen it on some of my socials, which I only recently started talking about it, but I am officially a certified life coach as part of the Life Coach School. Woohoo! I am so, so happy. I cannot believe how much I've grown working with my amazing peers and the journey. And guys, I'm just like, I'm feeling like really ready. I've just got that really ready energy. I'm here to help. I'm here to help you process those big fucking feelings. Mm, I'm just having, I'm having one of those days today. It's just like all the energy and the passion is really there. Anyway, meditation. I want to talk about it. You saw the title. It's a big one. It's a bit of, it's something to get your attention. Why meditation isn't working for you. Cause I want it to really resonate with some of those people out there who are like, oh my God, yes meditation just isn't working is it me am I the issue honey no so let's get into it and break it down with of course a story so you may have heard my life story episode where I talk about how I was going through you know lots of changes and I was seeing my psychiatrist and he says to me how important meditation is He tells me how studies have shown that there is a 50% reduction in stress. Like you need to do this. And even my psychologist at the time was like, yes, you can really, really benefit for this. So I'm like, okay, you know, I've never really been into it, but let's start it. Let's do it. So I start meditating when I travel on my way to work and night. And I found that my sleep was amazing. I was getting like the best sleep ever. My stress and my experience of stress, my experience of my experience of stress didn't change. And I still felt as though I was on this emotional roller coaster of these highs and lows. I also look, I'm not going to lie. I did have a tendency to do this more when I was having a lower mood to try, you know, bump myself back up. And they do say even myself with self-coaching, you should be learning this skill when you're, you know, more stable in a way. Stable as in, you know, things are going well in your life. Like use that, start strengthening that skill then. So when shit is hitting the fan, it's a little bit like easier to manage. And I did do that at one point. It was very embedded practice for me. I was doing it for almost a year at night for sleep and then during the day on my way to work. And when I would go through these changes that would cause these, you know, very kind of emotional up and downs, I just found myself at the same point. And I was like, but I'm meditating. Like I have all these apps. I'm, I'm doing everything. Like I'm doing progressive muscle re- relaxation, like l- even listening to different like frequencies before I went to bed. Cause sometimes like there's some stuff out there around listening to the frequency, it changes stuff in your brain. Like I was doing anything and everything and I didn't feel like it was working. I was very pissed off. Now that I found coaching, 
well, you know, the reason is obvious. It's because your thoughts cause your feelings. But still, based on the research and what I do teach, meditation does have some aspects that kind of share with coaching. Specifically, when I get you to sit with your feelings and observe yourself non-judgmentally. That is exactly what you also do in meditation. The difference, I think, is with meditation, it was, you know, don't think any thoughts. And if you get distracted, come back to the body and note if it's a thought, like label it and label the feeling, etc. But something I didn't realize at the time is I would also feel, not all the time, but sometimes worse after meditation. And this is because in that moment, you're not buffering. You are sitting with your feelings and you're actually working to process that emotion. And at the time, I thought that was bad. And then I would hold onto that over me for the rest of the day. Like, shit, I feel like shit. So now I'm going to get depressed and think bad thoughts and it's going to impact my day and everything is going to be terrible. (laughs) Like I would just let it take over me versus just allowing it to be there even during the day when I was doing stuff. What's also interesting is that when I was looking at some of the research and titles around why meditation isn't working for you, what I have seen, in at least the research, is that there is a focus more on why it doesn't work because, you know, it can be painful, like it can bring up negative emotions. And to be fair, yes, you can bring up some of those deep-rooted emotions and basically shit And of course, we're taught in society negative emotions are bad. And the problem is meditation is painted in at least Western society, I would say, as another buffering tool almost. Like I used to think of meditation as something that was going to give me complete relaxation and I would feel so calm through whatever I was doing. Not sitting with painful emotions that I have been working very hard to avoid. What meditation allows you to do, it's, it helps you to stop buffering and those emotions to surface and bubble up. And we're like, well, shit, I mustn't be doing it right because I'm not feeling relaxed, like it's not working. But I think, again, the biggest failure of Western societies is how meditation is articulated as again, like a buffering tool. I do think this is changing, but let me tell you, 10 years ago, corporations I noticed started to introduce meditation as like this, you know, big wellness opportunity, but really I just saw it as a quick fix band-aid solution. Like a company I had worked for almost 10 years ago now had its own meditation app and we would try start our meetings meditating and there was all this research coming up at the time around the benefits of you know meditation and employee wellness and making workers feel better and I just thought it was a massive fucking sham (laughs) now I'm not doubting the immense research that has gone into meditation but it doesn't stop you from feeling stressed all those negative emotions. It doesn't stop those negative thoughts you have around the shitty deadline given to you at your work. Meditation was at least when I started in the working world was kind of promised as this 
here's the the new tool that you can do and now you won't feel stressed about all these deadlines or the massive amount of work. You'll just feel all okay about it. Now, here's the thing. Everything is a neutral circumstance. But what I teach is to explore those thoughts. Do they serve you? And what is in your hearts of heart? Heart of hearts. Like your intuition. Like, do you want to be okay with this? Do you, if you are given a, say, some work deadlines, do you want to, you have the choice to continue with that, you know, some of the negative thoughts you have. You have a choice to view it differently, but you also have a choice to also express your intuition and kind of go with your gut. If you are looking at that saying, right, I want to set some work boundaries. I want to communicate X to my boss then you should be empowered to go do that. But I think for me, the biggest issue I found personally with meditation, and I hear others say this as well, is that meditation is great to calm you down and get you out of that fight or flight mode and you know bring your, nerve, your parasympathetic nervous system back online, that homeostasis, which to be fair, we do need to use our prefrontal cortex like I talk about. So getting back to that homeostasis, turning on the prefrontal, we need that to do our job. But have you ever been in a scenario where say you're in a meeting and you start doing like that 10 minute and sometimes before a meeting at this company, we do like a 10 minute meditation. And then, you know, then you do the meditation, you feel great. Then you start at the meeting. And then you would go in your head and think of all the shit that you had to do. And you would start to think. And from that, you would feel nervous and overwhelmed again. This is how I viewed meditation for me. It's great for activating calm. It's great for me for sleep. But I just didn't find it helpful for the everyday. And this is because the everyday... I am sitting and believing my negative thoughts, which make me feel negative emotions, which meditation actually doesn't stop you from feeling. If anything, it increases at the time how you feel. So I said before, sometimes you feel a little bit worse and it works on assisting your kind of emotional processing skills, but it's not necessarily going to stop you feeling feelings. (laughs) You're not going to feel relaxed all the time. It's not going to stop those thoughts. Like it's not challenging your thoughts or getting you to see, oh wait, when I think this, it causes me to feel X. Which again is why I find meditation so perfect for sleep. And you want to know why? Because I'm not thinking when I'm sleeping. (laughs) Have you ever been in that state where you're half asleep, half awake, and you kind of forget what's kind of going on and you feel really, really calm. And then all of a sudden, once you start to wake up and obviously your cortisol kicks in, but then you start thinking and remembering all the stressful shit you have to do. And then the anxiety kicks in. That's because you're all these subconscious or even up when you're thinking them, like actually like, you know, mentally in your head, They're starting to come to the surface and when you think something, you feel a certain way and that causes those negative feelings and emotions. That's why for sleep, sleep, I used to buffer with sleep 
because you don't get to think and my body got to calm the hell down. Now, this episode as well isn't to give shit to, to meditation. It's like, I definitely agree with all the science and research and the benefits that, that there are out there for it. What I did find challenging was there just wasn't enough people being like, well, hang on a minute. Like it works for some people, but I'm, it doesn't work for me. I don't find it useful. And then a lot of people thought they would do, including myself, like I'm doing it wrong. I don't know how to relax. And really my biggest struggle was I don't, I didn't know how to process my emotions. And I didn't understand how my thoughts cause my feelings. Once I got the hang of that, then I saw these benefits that I assumed would come from meditation. So to end this, if meditation doesn't work for you, you're not alone. And there's a few things you need to understand. One, meditation is not a quick fix to feel fully relaxed and get away from your emotions. I actually think what meditation does is it opens the onion layers of your feelings. So if you're feeling pretty good, calm and relaxed, then when you're sitting in your body, that's just going to get emphasized. If you're really stressed or sad, then yes, you're going to peel back those onion layers and you're going to potentially feel worse. Know that when you're learning to work with your feelings, sometimes meditation is going to bring out those like hard emotions and that is okay. I think meditation is perfect for feeling your feelings and bringing awareness to your body. So don't think you're doing it wrong if you feel like shit Just be mindful then of maybe when you want to do it. Two, meditation does not mean your thoughts disappear or you don't take them seriously. It's not like you meditate and then you just like accept shit. Like, yep, everything's fine. Like, yes, there are aspects that help you to recognize this is a thought. But I would still believe it. Like for me with the meditation that I've done, um, you would think a thought and then you'd like label it and then you can like come back to the body. I still believed that thought and I still assumed it was out of my control, which leads on to my third point. Meditation is not supposed to make you accept like life shit. (laughs) It's not like if I meditate, then everything gets better. My job my family, my work, whatever. Only your thoughts do that and also your intuition or your internal compass. What I mean by that is, I remember I was coaching a client who was trying really hard to rationalize their workload and I could see so clearly what they internally wanted to do. They wanted to communicate back to their boss and set some boundaries. You are allowed to do that if you want to. On the opposite side of the spectrum, I've also coached other clients where we've gone through the workload and then they're like, you know what? I actually, like, I can do this. I know I can do this. At the end of the day, it's like, it's your choice. It's all about you. It doesn't mean we just go through life kind of blindly accepting everything and we meditate and then we feel happy about everything. We still need that like autonomy, if that makes sense. Like it's saying, what do I want to do? And am I okay with thinking this? Does it serve me? Does it, to put it simply, does it get me the results that I want? Finally, 
it's okay if you don't want to meditate or if you just don't like it. I know people out there who love meditation so much. They rave on about it like I rave on about coaching. And I would say that there are definitely some similarities with the field. But just like some people don't like coaching, I'm just not a big fan of meditation. I use it for sleep and I think it's perfect for that and that works for me. But for me, for the everyday, I need coaching. And look, even though I do use aspects of meditation in processing emotion, like sitting with the feelings, for me, I never wanted to sit there for like 10, 20 minutes assessing all my sensations. I am a busy ass gal. I got shit to do. I do during the day little mini two to five minute check-ins and that has done wonders for me versus attempting me to meditate for like 20 minutes and then getting distracted because those quick little check-ins that I did over time strengthened that muscle and I at least was doing something versus nothing and I became quicker at being able to recognize what emotions, feelings, sensations were going on in my body. And in a way, it's almost like exposure therapy. It's like these little short bursts of experiencing really painful negative emotion instead of like meditation where it was almost like jumping into the deep end of a pool and I'm like, I'm drowning in feelings, help! (laughs) So... If you're finding meditation a little bit challenging, no shame, but maybe if you've just hit my podcast, come check out my earlier episodes, hear about what life coaching and self-coaching could potentially offer instead. Because for me, life coaching, it's really just my meditation for the everyday. All right, that's it guys. See ya. Hey. Are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge, how to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.